For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Good morning. We have another show of the conversation. I'm Herbert, your host. We're gonna get directly in it and just pick up kind of where we left off uh, last last episode uh, before Dwayne had to get off the line. We had started talking about, I guess, the the negativity of capitalism and other options we could do to get away from capitalism. Um, we looked at a little material before this episode, and we're going to discuss some of it uh, that Bridget had, had brought to our attention. So I'll, I'll open it. I'll say um, the video with the guy. Um, Peter Joseph. Peter Joseph. Uh, I, I I agree with a, a lot of the stuff he's saying. Um the problem with me, and this is a problem with, with a lot of theories I have, it's it's the premise that it's built on. And he never gives it, and, and maybe we can talk about it, where capitalism came from. Because as he was talking, he's just talking as if capitalism is all we've ever had, but there's other been there's been other methods. And I guess what I'm trying to say is, where did capitalism come from, and why did it get such a stranglehold on our society? Um, I'll open yeah. it up with you, with you, Bridget. You, you if you want to answer that question or put some thoughts on it. Yeah, for sure. And there's there's a lot of a lot, a lot of information. There's books, documentaries, movies. Uh, but the Zeitgeist Movement with Peter Joseph, they're focusing more on getting the information out there. And they do take time to go through, like, the history of different money systems. They go through the banks, Federal Reserve, how all that got started. And... So they, they do put it in context within their books and other other things. That was kind of just a lecture of, I guess, just some of the most recent things that they're working on. And just like yeah, a summary well, of the movement. Let, let, let me kind of rephrase that. Um, I, I agree with the stuff they were saying. Um and, and he was giving a lot of information, um, a lot of a lot of information, a lot of information I I already knew, but he was giving a lot of information that a lot of people don't know. Um, but it kind of left me thinking, okay, I, I know we need to get away from it, but how do we get away from the system that created it? Um, and to say that, you would have to say, okay, who created this capitalistic system? Um, 
for lack of better words, it's a slave master system, you know, in capital, especially in America. it's a it's a debt system, meaning it puts everybody in debt, which which is servitude. So I, I guess I'll ask Dwayne, um, with with what you know of of history, why do you think capitalism got such a stranglehold on our society? Um, I mean, there's a lot of different reasons, but but just like you kind of said, it's power based. You know, when you, when you have a system that can be based on debt, and when that debt can be pa- passed on from one generation to the next, um, it's, it's perfect for anybody who wants control or power. Um, it's a perfect vessel, to be honest with you. Um, that and the fact that, that barter is a, is a popular way uh, to, 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 to manipulate currency and to, to, to use you know, it's a good starting point for exchange of currencies and, and figuring out what um, what services are more important than other services. And um, pretty much where sales kind of kind of sprung from. You know what I mean? Um, the probably the beginning of the manipulation between man um, or, or servants and master. So I, I think that's the reason it took hold, and and it does it does kind of mimic you know, um, how nature works. The strongest survive. You know, you have your predators and you have your prey. And I think I think it makes sense to the minds of a lot of people. So that's just just my opinion on how things kind of rose up. It, it makes capitalism does make sense to my mind, to be honest with you, in a lot of ways. Obviously it's not working and you need to alter it or tweak it or adjust it, but it, it, it does make sense that people seem to, to, to accept it. And um, kind of like the Humber Hunger Games, we all like one one out of a million have a shot. You know, as long as we have a shot, there's hope in our minds that we can make it to the top, um, then we'll accept it. You know, you can't have a system where there's no chance that we'll, we'll rise up. But as long as there's a chance, it seems to keep us quiet. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, me being the history buff, uh, capitalism is actually a, a step up from from where where it came from. Poor capitalism in Europe, they had um, serfs and things of that sort where you just worked for a lord. There really wasn't a chance you were ever going to get out of that system. Uh, and a, lot of, a lot of countries fell because of that, and then they went to capitalism. And I thought I'd never say this, but, you know, watching that video, yeah, there's a lot of things that, that capitalism breeds that I don't think is good for the human society. Um, you know, uh, and I had asked Bridget this in the last episode, and I asked Dwayne this. Uh, do you think something such as greed is is built into our society or is a natural occurring feeling, Dwayne? Um, I think it's natural. I think it's natural. Yeah, I think I think it's natural, and I don't know if it's if greed is the the perfect word, but I I would say jealousy can breed greed. So I think jealousy is where it starts. You know, jealousy of whatever. You know what I mean? When 
when your mind um, starts to allow other influences to take over and say that that should be mine. You know what I mean? I, I think that is a natural thing in, in, the, in the human being, in man and woman. Uh-huh. Uh, the video, um, he kind of says that we only suffer from that because the society we live in, everyone's just trying to survive. Like you said, it's kind of Darwinism, the strongest survive. So everyone thinks what they're doing just makes them stronger, not that they're killing their other man, uh, which which makes a, a lot of sense when you when you uh, look at it the way he said it. Um I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm gonna get on the bandwagon to say that. Uh, you said jealousy, envy. To me, jealousy, yeah. envy. They're all, you know, I guess cousins, whatever. They're all related. Um, you can't have one without one without the other. Um, not. I don't want to say it's not a natural feeling. I do say our society definitely does a good job of breeding envy. And, I, right. and and that that really kind of hit me watching that presentation. I don't want to say capitalism breeds envy, but like our society definitely is built off people envying other people. Just like you said, Dwayne, with the Hunger Games, we look at it. One or two people out of a couple million may make it, and we think we all can make it, and in reality. It's just Everybody's not going to make it, yeah. <laughs> just the numbers say no. Uh, yeah, it's 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 uh it's interesting when you when you start looking at it. Um, you know, he, so, he goes on. Go ahead. So before we go on, and I had a question for you, Trip, because like I said, I, I couldn't get through the whole video. It, it was so uh-huh. much information and stuff was bringing up other questions. So I'm going to use you as a point of reference. Before I say that. The reason I say I can't blame, and I don't know what system, um, you know, is, is responsible for greed or envy or jealousy or whatever, whatever tag you want to put on it, but take take money out of out of the equation, right? Completely. Both of us have seen envy in situations that have nothing to do with money. You can you can be be jealous of another human being's skills, you know. People find ways to be competitive that we couldn't even imagine. You know, a man, a man could have a wife and somebody else could want to kill him for his wife. That has nothing to do with money. Mm-hmm. And you, you've seen it when you're you're just in a room having fun, being you, and you might be the center of the party, you might not be, but you look up and there's people watching you, and it's not it's not it's not the look of admiration. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So that's, that's why. That's that's why I say I, I I don't think capitalism has a. I think capitalism breeds it. It 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 it, it, expen, it exponentially can grow it, but I don't think it's responsible for it. Yeah. No. I, I. No. I'm 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 kind of on your side. Uh. Uh. I do think it's natural, but I think capitalism in our society are flaming it on two different sides, <laughs> getting it right. nice and hot, <laughs> making sure making sure it's an inferno. <laughs> uh, uh, in fuego, is that what it is? <laughs> making sure it's, yeah, it's, it's, in fuego. <laughs> in fuego because um, – and it's why I don't watch TV. If you just watch commercials, 
they're trying to get you to be jealous of somebody. <laughs> Almost all of them, you know. It's, it's, it's uh, interesting to watch. Uh, anyways, going going along with the video. Um, um, Can I just say something about the nature part of this real quick? Yes, yes. I just, I think recently there's been a big, like, discussion or talk about the hunter-gatherer type of living and then civilization itself was pretty much the start of a lot of our woes, like staying in one place and, you know, women becoming property instead of just being like a unit, all those things, like, it just changed everything else. So the problem that we can see clearly with capitalism, obviously, it's nothing new. It just has a new name. You know, every book that we've read, I from the beginning, I don't know any of them that doesn't involve money or civilization, right? So it's hard to see a way to mesh those ideas together to where we can share and have equal things, but we're also in, like, the modern world. So I, it is it is a hard thing to to try to mesh out. So I guess that's just a piece of the nature. I, I really I really have a hard time thinking about different scenarios of of like you said with no money and other things being equal how how people would still try to be dominating other people. I, I do see what you're saying about envy and things like that, but um I guess it's just my my side on that part of it. No, I and and I I know what you're saying where yeah, I'm a I like history. There is no civilization or there is no we talk about hunter and gatherers, but there's no documented groups. <laughs> Which sounds crazy to say because I, I know there was documentation on it. Kinda kinda and this is back to my original question. Um, were we forced to stop being hunters and gatherers and forced into a civilization? Or did hunter and gatherers did not like that lifestyle and switch to civilization? Because, and, and that's back to what I was saying, what premise are you coming from? It kind of sounded like that presentation, they were taking the premise of we were forced into this. Because otherwise, you would have to say, wait, wait a minute. If they just then started doing this, there had to be problems with being a hunter-gatherer. You can't really say there's no envy because, you know, what what made you fortify your city then? If, if you didn't have to fortify your city before, as Dwayne was saying, to stop someone from taking your stuff, as a hunter and gatherer, what made you stop you know, your migration and fortify your city. Would you would you like to take a stab at that, Bridget? Same. Actually I, we should probably look into that because 'cause it it does it does matter in our minds, like if we can figure out the the actual causation, the actual beginning of the problem to try to fix it. I, I get where you're saying why we kinda need that information to to figure out how to fix it. So I'm not I'm not really I'm not really sure the exact reason why people had to start staying in one place. I don't know if it was just everyone started to do that. 
I, I'm not really sure. I know there's probably some people that would like to have different theories or take a stab at it. I'm just not really sure, so I don't want to just guess, I guess, uh-huh. <laughs> without the info. Well, I'll take a guess then. I, like I said, I, I think yeah. we were forced. And it, and it would go to your thinking of if, if we all shared, it would kind of take that envy thing out of there. Um, or, or I think suppress it. But uh, I think I think it's it's odd we don't have information about the civiliz- civilization that migrated. You know, we all know they did, but um, we were taught, oh, we've learned how to do agriculture, so that was an easier life. Um, but was it? Um, I'm gonna throw throw the same question kind of to you, Dwayne. Do you, do you think it was forced upon us, or do you think the hunters and gatherers just said, F all this moving? Um, I, I think, uh, and this is my theory, this is coming from my uh, great knowledge of history like you have, I think once a group of people decided that they weren't going to move around, that they were going to protect themselves, that, you know, that um, it was forced upon them. I think, you know, twofold, they they saw that other people were living a bit better than them. And I think, you know, people, once, once they stopped around, they started to amass tools, and I mean, you, you had the ability to take advantage of you're, you're You're breaking up really bad. Yeah, I was saying this earlier. Can, can you hear me better now? Yeah, now you're nice and clear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, um, um, I think that, that they were forced into it by those with power that decided that there was a better way, and they decided to stop moving. I, I, I feel at some point um, either folks saw that people were living having a better life and decided to move into those communities, or they were forced into those communities for, for protection purposes. You know, when you're kind of just out there and about and, you know, I know, I know there were, there were, they're still hunting even when they decided to stay still. I mean, you came across a group of people that had something and you needed it, you were probably taking it. You know, there weren't any laws that govern behavior and, you know, the law was if you can protect it, it's yours, if you can, it's not. So I think, I think the, the, the hunter-gatherer lifestyle, a lot of folks uh, elected the um, lesser of the two evils in their eyes. Yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 I'll say, kind of what what Bridget added. It, it's definitely a guess. <laughs> There's no solid answer. I don't even. I haven't even come across people's theories on this. I was throwing it out there because uh, I. There. Go ahead. Uh, I I did stumble across some new books and research on this from some other podcasts that I listened to. On, on this type of info. So there's definitely information. But I, like you said, we have history amnesia, like for sure. The things that we think we know, we don't even know if that's real. And a lot of information's been destroyed or lost. So it wasn't lost. All, I think a lot of it's just there. Yeah, or or on purpose, like like the history amnesia thing. Like I said, it, I mean we we've seen evidence in modern history of just tons and tons of information being destroyed, so I think it's safe to assume that that's happened for a long time, so 
Yeah, definitely. Um, um, it used to be that I was just reading something on this. It used to be like a culture would take over another culture and they would respect your God and leave your God there because every culture, every area had different gods. Then at some point a culture came along, I guess Christianity, Judah, Jude, or Jews probably started doing it first. Yeah, I guess they Judaism did it first where they came in, killed you, and destroyed your God. Like, that's where a lot of information, I think, was just purposely destroyed. Because your God was kind of your history, you know? It was kind of your tale. You come in, you destroy someone's God, you erase their history and say, you're now following our God. You know, that. I think that's what got us where we're at, where now we're looking back and we're like, wait a minute. I know there was civilizations over 6,000 years ago, 10,000 years ago, how they lived because... We're on a path to destruction. But uh, back back to the envy thing real quick. So I did want to add this uh, about envy being natural or envy being something forced upon us. The younger people or people our age and younger, they're sharing a lot more. Um, Uber, you know, stuff like that. Um, Airbnb, where people are sharing. No one has to own anything. I think kind of the, the I don't want to say the envy is, is leaving our society, but I think our society is seeing, and when I say society, I, I don't just use America. I mean the world. We're seeing that you don't have to own it. It's better to share it. It's better for the community. You know, um, Uber, do you guys see more sharing Entities coming along like like Uber, um, Netflix, you know things where people don't own it, they share it. Uh, I'll I tell mean, you Uber, the way. Uber and Uber and Lyft, Airbnb are the only ones that, that really come to mind. Um, to be honest with you, there, there's more. Just, sorry to cut you off. There's more because of, like, streaming is all sharing now. You don't really buy a CD. You just stream it or you go on YouTube. Like, YouTube is sharing. You know, all of that. Most of the new businesses is all sharing. The same with the concepts of, like, universal or free education and open source. They just see yeah. the value in, in getting more minds together instead of, trying to just monopolize on the one idea. So. Right. Uh, I Sorry, sorry I cut you, cut you off, Dwayne. Did you have some more you were going to say? Um, no, I was, I was just saying that I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I guess I guess Netflix could be considered shared. Um I, I think they figured out a way to. What was the guy from Napster? What was his name? I I I don't know the owner of Netflix. Napster, I was talking about. Oh, Napster, Netflix yeah. Probably owned. Do you remember? Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. Like, I feel like they all kind of ripped his idea off. Apple being the leader, and um, I mean, it's still it's still a form of sharing, but it's, there's still ownership in that. 
you're still, you know, even if you're 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 getting something for free, you're still paying for it with your information. So I'm not sure if I could I can give full full rights to that as sharing like um like I, I would um Uber or Lyft or Airbnb. Um but I, I do see more of those types of services uh coming down the, the pipe, yeah. And I, I think it, it it's a survival mechanism. We don't have as much so the only way to get by is to share. Well, I, I, I'll i argue with, with, with what you just said to the point of Napster was the first open sharing uh, of music ever. That had never been done before that. Before that, we all went out and bought CDs. Right. I don't like Apple as an example because Apple is not sharing anything. you got to buy it to listen to it on Apple. But yep. uh, YouTube, um, SoundCloud, I don't know how much YouTube listen to SoundCloud, but SoundCloud is where all of the younger artists are coming from. If you're a younger artist and you don't have a SoundCloud following, you're not, you're not really in the business because SoundCloud's free. Everybody's just listening to music. Everybody's just sharing everything. I'm not saying money isn't made on SoundCloud. And, and so what you're saying... I'm not saying no one's ever going to have to pay for anything, but Airbnb is a lot cheaper than going to go get a hotel. You know, Uber is a lot cheaper than buying your own car. Um, I, I think I think we're, I think, and this is outside of America, I think we're just coming to a realization ownership is foolish. Like, why would you even want to own that? I mean, even in America, we're buying houses, ownership's down, because most younger people believe, why am I buying this? I'm probably going to move anyway. You know, I, I don't even own it after I pay it off. That's kind of where I'm coming from, Dwayne. I don't see a lot of older people. I mean, not older people. I don't see younger people, and I don't see the new, the new good businesses coming out. I, I don't see that old model of, of ownership applying anymore. Yeah, I just wanted to to just jump in that because I think you're both right. Because I think, that, like Dwayne said, a lot of it did come out of necessity. It wasn't just like we just got this ideal vision that we should be better humans. It was like, shit, I can't pay my rent, so I got to, like, have a roommate or do some other maneuvers to get things done. But, no, it, but uh, it, does make the, it does make the point more clear how silly... It is the things that we do that we just do, and we don't really think about it. So I think it's I, it's probably a bit of both. I don't well, and that's where I argue. I don't think Napster was started because somebody didn't have any money. I don't think Google or I don't think Airbnb was started because people didn't have money. I think somebody saw. Wait, I don't need to. Not even. I don't need to be a hotel. Let me rip my rooms out for cheaper. I think that's how that got started. You know, I, I don't think it's because people had less. There's definitely not but less the people money that circulating. came up with the ideas, you mean? Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like the people who came up with the flat platform didn't come out of it, didn't come up with it because they didn't have anything. They came up with it because, I mean, Napster was like, why am I... Sh- well, I guess computer people know this. Since and even before Napster, there's been a lot of sharing in the 
internet community. You know, that is not a new thing. And it's not because we don't have it, because we know one person has it, you know. And, I, and I, it, I'll take it to another industry. Sharing killed porn. Before, <laughs> porn was a trillion-dollar industry. No, they're, they're, they're homeless out there because everybody's sharing. Like, Pornhub is a sharing site. You know, everybody just uploads what they have. I don't think that's because people can't get it. It's I think people realize, I think it's a change of the guard. People just don't want to be as greedy as they were before. Before it's not, oh, this is mine, you can't see it. Now it's, oh, I've seen this here, you can see it too. I, I think that's just a mindset that is organically happening within society. So you don't think there's a catalyst for that? You think it's just happening just because? Well, I think I think if if, if we'd say a catalyst, um, in nature everything has cycles, everything has turns, nothing rules dominantly for everything. It's 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 changing the guard to me. Like we are we are yeah. to me we are leaving the slave mentality. Like you can see it now with with the people who support President Trump and the people who don't. You know what I'm saying? You can look at the ages. It's just younger people aren't in that slave mentality concept. You know? Well, let me say this. More people don't want to be slave owners, where before everybody, I felt, wanted to be a slave owner. Where now, and, and you're saying it with the millennials, they don't even value their jobs. You know, where I think before when you had that slave master mentality, you valued your job because you needed more income so you can buy more stuff, have more stuff. Now that there's sharing, now that there's, you know, if you want to say the catalyst, I think the catalyst is the Internet. Before the Internet, none of this was possible. Airbnb, Uber, none of that stuff was possible because you had to spend millions to build up an infrastructure to do it like for taxis you had to have a dispatch or something with the internet you write a program for free people can come onto your server and connect with a driver I think the internet's the catalyst the internet is what's tearing apart the old society it's making information way more I know so much more now because of the internet than I was ever taught in school I mean, we, so, we agree on levels, but we, we disagree on fundamentals. I think the Internet's the vessel. I think the disparity between uh, the, the higher earners and the lower earners is really the catalyst. And maybe that is a, that is a, um, that is a cycle type of mentality. They've seen these cycles before in our economy, just like in nature. But I think that right there, when, when you have so many people, so, so few people that have so much, so many people that have so little, you know, at some point, maybe it's jealousy, maybe whatever that is, uh, there's a group of people, and you brought up the, the, the computer people, uh, the people that understand how computers work are, are really 100% into that, they, they've got a lot of leadership in making a lot of these things happen, you know, they're, they're fighting a war, and you can, you can, you can go and you can look at, look at some of the stuff that they're, they're talking about on the dark web about, the, you know, uh, people trying to control everything and, and stuff like that and see that, that a lot of it does come from that community. But 
I think the system has to be broken for us to kind of buy into that, for that to work. Because honestly, if, if everything was working fine, I don't think it'd be a big deal. Uh, I really don't think that, that people would risk, you know, uh, fines and stuff like that. But when you, you have a lot of people that feel like they have nothing to lose, I think that's the catalyst. Yeah, uh, um, I mean, I, I definitely see what you're saying, but I, I still I still disagree. Just because I, I guess I came up with it, like, and still now, the Internet, there are no leaders. The, the Internet's against leadership-type thinking. Um, you know, when I first got on AOL, I was a part of so, a group so of people. Me, before you, you start, go, go further, what is a leader? That, and that's what I was about to just let me finish. When I was, when I first, this is what, 95? Back in 95, I was a part of a group of people that we shared accounts and, and passwords for AOL so people wouldn't have to pay for it. That wasn't, that wasn't done out of greed. It was just done out of people not wanting to be a part of the system. You know, it's, it's, it's a rebellion thing. It's not, it's not, like Napster was rebellion. Napster wasn't a need of any sort, um, you know, because for Napster to work, people have to own it to put it on there. You know, if no one has it, Napster doesn't work. If no one has cars, Uber doesn't work. It only works because people have it and they're choosing to share it, you know, fundamentally. Then it gets changed to capitalism because someone wants to make a dollar off of it. But I think a lot of these um, – crowd sharing things and most of the people I know doing crowd sharing stuff are not the ones that need money. They're the ones that, that do it because they know it's a it's a better proposition. I don't I, I don't think it's and and, and I, I know there's stats to prove it. I'm not one of those there's a bigger divide against the have or have not. You know, because all we have to do is go back to nineteen twenty. And and trust me, you don't want to go to that time. You know, before before the Depression, you don't want to go there, you know, because there was no Social Security. There was no Medicare. There was no Medicaid. Like, the floor used to be, to me, a lot lower, where now the floor is a lot higher, where people don't feel that – I guess to what you're saying, Dwayne, people don't feel it's a risk. Cause, cause in, America. in America. Yeah, well, even even – because there's trickle down effect, and I can't vouch for all trickle countries. Trickle down effect. I don't. Meaning, okay, meaning, meaning, our society, health wise, and this this is is proven. Our society as a whole, health wise, is better than it was pre nineteen twenty. You know, because a lot of so. well, but you know, um, um, before then. And I use 1920 before then, a lot of socialistic programs weren't even thought of outside of the Russian movement. You know, before then, Medicare was never a thing. I'm talking about 2,000 years. You know what I'm saying? So within the last 100 years as society, we've come a, a lot further with taking care of ourselves, I guess to say. Where now it's in an enlightened community, it's shameful not to be able to supply universal health care. That's all I'm saying. I don't. I hate 
and I'm not saying it's not true, but I hate when people are like, oh, the divide's bigger, there's more poor people, but there's always been more poor people. There's actually, you know, it's actually easier to be poor than it was ever, well, especially in America. Well, that's not that's not what I was saying. What were you saying? I was saying that the like when you look at the the, the wage gap, and you, you, you like you're right, you see that the cycles like the wage gap between the middle and the upper class just keeps for the people at the top, the CEOs, upper management, they just keep getting more and more and more money. Like every year, it's, they 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 usually pay it out in the the form of bonuses. So these people are not promised money, but every year their bonus goes up. Whereas you squeeze the middle class, so the people that actually do spend the majority of the money in the economy, the, the, the people that the economy is built off of, they're getting a little bit less each year. Then you can't really see it. Like you don't notice it too much. Maybe you get 6% raise, now it's 1% raise. But inflation's moving faster than your raises can keep up. Those are the trends that I was talking about. So there, there's just not much extra out there. So it's, you know, to those people that are used to having you know, good Christmases, or they've got to shave in other areas. And that's that's the catalyst that I was talking about. I wasn't saying there's necessarily that. I mean, like you said, there's always going to be poor. doesn't matter what what uh, what time you're in. There's just going to be a group of people that, that aren't going to do well. Um, and that's just the way life is. But um, when we talk about disparity between between the rich and the middle class, that, that that's really what I was talking about. Yeah, but to me, and, and, and this is more to what I'm saying, I don't care the disparity between middle class and the top. I personally don't care. I care about the people on the bottom. You know, if, if, if you can make it, what you do with your money is then on you. I'm talking about the people that, that are at the bottom. Those are the ones I truly care about when we start talking about um gaps in, in, in income. I hear what you're saying no, no, with I, that. I, I understand I know. that, but you're missing my point. I was talking about the capital. No, I, why I think right, right. Scary. No, I, I, I know what you're saying because I deal with these people. Yes, a lot of people before, and I don't want to say in my industry there's, there's a, a decline because there's not, but, you know, just in theory, or when we hit recessions, people that used to get their house clean, that's the first thing they cut. You know, because it's it's a luxury, but technically they're used to it. So you know, there might be a, a maid sharing system. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. You're trying to say, uh, you know, instead of this Christmas everybody gets iPhones, we're now getting Androids or something like that, um, which which leads to to the sharing. I I, I do see that point, um, but to me, I, and, and that's why I was saying with the ownership, these people own stuff to share it. I guess we're we're kind of agreeing, um, just looking at it from from two different sides. Um, I think I think it's I think we we have to get away from the thinking, and I think we are that we're going to get to the top, or that we're all going to have stuff. I think I think that's a very bad way to think. You know, to think, oh, I'm making less money now. My boss is making way more money. Well, you know, go start your own business. Um, I, I don't think I don't think that statement you made is not saying it's not true. I don't think it's as applicable to our society because people are starting to turn off from things and go in different directions. So to maybe to what you're saying, the middle class, the older ones that are used to that lifestyle, yes. But 
the millennials, no, they don't. You know, they may have grew up with good Christmases, but they know they don't. They just don't live that way. And I and I guess I'm going off of uh, people I went to high school with. They don't. They don't live the way their parents lived. And they're they, don't the the, they don't have the options to. No, I'm talking about people that instead of going to college chose a music career, but their parents still helped them out. You know, I I I know several several people, not even music. Instead of going for for that corporate job, they're doing a nonprofit or or something like that. I know a lot of a lot of people on my social media don't have the typical jobs that their parents did. And I, 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 I may... I guess I can feel you from that standpoint. It's just I'm, I'm more talking about the people that did go to school and they can't get a job that makes sense for them to be able to pay for school and their and their way of life. Those are more the, the majority that I, I run into. And, like, my like those are the millennials that I seem to be bumping into. And even, like, Alexis in college, and a lot of them are changing their majors because they know they're not going to be able to get good enough paying jobs to pay for their bills. Those, those are kind of the situations that I'm referring to, not not the older people, the younger people. You know what I mean? That yeah, in the and, and I, I guess what I'm saying, I think in, in the next generation will probably do a little better. I think we're all realizing getting a good education does not mean a good paying job. Right. I think Absolutely. my parents did not know that. I know for a fact they didn't know that. Where now we see it every day. It's it's not a money thing. Well, it, it is a money thing, but I think we're seeing there's other options. You don't have mm-hmm. to just go to school to get a good education. Or even, like you said, people are, are switching majors. Oh, wait, I need to do this because this is where the market's going. I think that's kind of a dying fad where now people realize – I, well, I, it goes back to me. I say the catalyst is the Internet. The Internet has has spearheaded so many people. No leader. Again, people are coming to their own conclusions. That lot of stuff we were raised on, we just don't, we just don't agree with. They kind of shove that narrative down our throat. It's all the American dream thing. Mm-hmm. Like, these yeah. are the rules of what to do to to have success in America and to make it. And I uh, and and back to that conversation we had about millennials. I don't think the average American is chasing that American dream anymore. Uh-huh. I, I I could be wrong, but um, I know it's still just. I know a lot of people still talk about it, but people our age. I don't think oh, no, they're chasing the, yeah, right. a lot of people, they're, they're, not, they're not chasing that check anymore. Well, we know we're not even yeah. going to get Social Security. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So a job yeah. helping you, you know, I, I think, I think, and that that could be because we we're seeing it fail. But I, I just think there's a there's just a changing of a guard where uh, we're seeing, I guess, a lot of a lot of the infection that capitalism causes are really showing themselves and a a lot of people just don't want to be associated with it. I agree. But, hey, I got to jump off from here at work. Um, Definitely send me the recording. Thanks a lot, guys.
Okay. Have a good day, man. Yeah, Bridget, I'm not going to be on here too much longer anyways. Um, but I think this was a good conversation. I always come yeah, away from our, converse, our conversations knowing a little bit more. <laughs> you feel the same way? Yeah, definitely. It's good to to hash some of these things out and try to dig a little deeper and figure it all out. It's always better to have more perspectives for sure. So. Yeah, I, I, I think that that has been kind of, well, I guess going back to the Internet, I think the Internet helps people express their perspective, can I say, more than before, where now you can you can get empowered by your perspective, whereas before you may have just taken the one of the local community. Now you can go on the Internet and find like-minded which is good and bad, but, you know, uh, just for me and you, for example, the communities we've been able to find online have really um, enhanced my life that before I wouldn't have been able to get, you know. And I'm not talking about even my same perspectives, but just perspectives I never heard but then agreed with all have come off the Internet. Yeah, it's definitely a great great place for that. And like you said, I mean, you can you can find your group and your like-minded people, and I think that's a lot of the problem is getting the same type of information all in a bubble. And I think people at least a little bit now are realizing, you know, it's better to kind of get a shared or like different points of view and and kind of come to your own conclusion instead of just going with like the group narrative. Anytime that happens, it's a it's like its own little religion, you know, like these are the laws, these are the rules of our mm-hmm. group, and it's just getting mm-hmm. more and more marginalized. So, so like, you know, from the start of this, like, it's good to have an open mind, and it's also good to be, like, a critical thinker and just make sure you understand the information, where you're getting it from, and be able to come to your own conclusion and not just get it handed to you. And a lot of it has to do with, like, just, you know, there's just not a lot of time for us to reflect on these things. So things like this are important just to just to take time to hash it out because otherwise you just get in little snippets of information. You don't really have a chance to, to really think hard about it, which I think right. is more is better. So. Yeah, back back to that um, I, um, um, presentation we started off with. Um, he was saying that, and I do agree, and you brought it up. I think if we were living in a different society or, or if our society, if we weren't worried so much or so busy, we would have time to think through a lot of our problems. Like I see a lot of people in problems just because they don't have time to sit and think. And it's almost it's almost more painful to think, like anxiety and all those things just building up and building up and more stresses and yeah I think it all kind of people just want to zone out a lot more obviously with like drugs and other things it's it's a lot it is it it is it is definitely a lot 
I mean, I, I have, a, I'm not going to lie, I have certain views on all this, and it goes back to Babylon. <laughs> um, that, We're going to have to do a full, like, explanation and a little dig into that, because I'm not really familiar, I, more than the name, I don't really have a understanding of, well, of I, all I, of that. I, I I broke it down to Dwayne and and you and maybe it might make a little more more sense after our co- our conversations we had in the Bible. King Nimrod was known to be a great hunter of men, so he basically started this first city and started hunting down men to be his slaves for his city, which he which he then started building the Tower of Babel. Babylon wasn't there yet but he's the ancestor of Babylon. Because Babylon, well, the Sumerians were the first ones that, that you know, weren't hunters and gatherers and stuff like that. The Bible says they were forced into it. Okay, but, um, so that's like the specific story that you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, that, mm-hmm. that's, that's, outside of the other story. talk about this particular story? I, there's so many parallels between yeah, it, the different it's, a, it's just interesting to me to to see where they actually match up and yeah um definitely the other religion so like buddhism doesn't the most i know about buddhism doesn't go into any history like they don't they're not really concerned with history um the muslim religion or islam is built off of I forgot their holy book. But their holy book was basically the a letter. The, the Quran is a letter from a general to his soldiers. And their religion is built on that book. Um, the Bible for Christianity is a collection of books that they put together and said, this is what you guys need. That's why a lot of people go to the book for certain authorities because supposedly it's like some of the only old documentation we have um, and then any religion outside of that really doesn't talk about history. Christian religion is the only one that kind of goes into that story. Otherwise, the only information you're going to get from that would be from, like, tablets, the the Sumerian tablets and stuff like that. Um, and they go deeper into it. That, well, their their story is the Anunnaki came from another planet, got stuck here, didn't want to do the work, so they took the man of that time, spliced him with the alien DNA to make our the humans we have now, and we were their slave race until they get everything they need. Is basically every other story other than that gives for the account of... That, that they, need, they need gold or something, right? Yeah, something like that to rebuild their atmosphere or whatever. But I yeah, mean, I, I mean, if you want to get crazy theory with me, I think they. And this is just a theory. I don't, you know, I think they could have crashed and landed here, and they live a lot longer than we do, and they could go, oh, we need robots, but they're like so far from robots, we're gonna need this. You know what I'm saying? It like, for example, <laughs> if we went to another solar system and crash landed and got there and they had no technology. We know how to build them. 
we know what materials we need, but that's a lot of work to do. But if you made a slave race to do it, you know, you could know, oh, it's going to take them 500 years to create this technology. Because uh, when you start looking at all our technologies, it's like, where did that actually come from? You know, like, we didn't think of that. <laughs> That's so, like, out of our thinking. Like cell phones, you know, like, we, we take take it as being something that, that was just made in a lab, but, you know, that. so that that's my view on it. I think we're all controlled, and it's not humans running it. You know, we don't oh, okay. see these people. So you actually think that we, we are like little computers being controlled? Or like we have no, we are, free thinking, but not enough to... We're, 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 we're slaves, <laughs> like like all of us. And to back to Dwayne's talking, especially the middle class, like running these industries, making these new technologies, building these... So that Atlantis conversation I was having, if we landed somewhere, we know, oh, we need robots to do all this so we can live a nice life, we'd, put such, we'd, we'd teach those societies how to do certain things to get us to where we needed to be, to where we then didn't have to work. Because that, that's, that's, to me, the, the thing behind this. Things are done to us to make us have to work. Why uh, is yes. that? Have you, just on this particular Atlantis breakdown, have you heard, I, I don't know who the author is or, or what the story's name is exactly, but essentially that there were different, like, left and right brain people and that yes okay so and that basically it was like aliens from mars or something crashed here yeah some kind of basically um, we we were more and i'm i'm just using this um to simplify it you could say left brain right brain i think uh left left brain is feminine right brain is masculine so supposedly we were all feminine not saying we were women, but we were more passive. Our society was was more left right. brain. Atlantis was left brain. Right. Right brain people came in and took advantage of it because we were left brain and they just took advantage of us. And now we're going more right brain. Well, we we have been very strong right brain. And I guess my conversation today is we're moving back left brain. We see that the yeah. right brain doesn't. <laughs> The right brain does not work right. And and I used to be really right-minded until I realized all this in the left mind, the left brain is a lot is a is a better place to be in just emotionally um mentally um you know uh capitalism comes from the right mind. So yeah, no, I've heard that story. To say I would die for all this information and the belief of it, no, because it, it means nothing to me. I find it fascinating. I like history. I look at it like a story, a movie. Um, but me every too. day, more yeah, and I more. don't. I don't change every, any of my whole yeah, life or anything about it. Every day, though, I get more and more information that makes me think like, yes, we need to hunt these people down. <laughs> we need a. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, um, um, Ghostbusters, whatever, like uh, X-Files, whatever that group was, we need, like, an anonymous ran group like that because uh, 
you know, you just look at it. It just like you brought up. Um, I forgot the guy's name, but like J.P. Morgan and all of them. Um, just the stuff they were able to do when they did it. It just when you really look, think about it, and look at it, it's like that should have never happened. With like Tesla and all that too. Yeah. Um, um, and I, I, I guess there's J.P. Morgan, there's Carnegie, there's Rockefeller. And there's one more person. Those four people were able to monopolize all of America in like 30 years, you know. And then somehow, some way, all these groups are now ran by a couple of groups. It just it doesn't it doesn't add up, you know. I don't I don't I'm I'm not one to think that people just give up stuff willingly for no reason. I guess that statement doesn't make sense. Um, you, you know, for, for I know people what you mean, to though. get a monopoly on something, to me, like, usually it's because they have some new technology. It's never been because, like, it was a level playing field and they just outthought them. It's, it's, and if you look back through time, it's always been some new technology that spearheaded somebody monopolizing somebody else. Even probably if you go back in the day, um, most cultures credit the gods or you can credit aliens for our weapons. But, you know, you give one side weapons and the other side doesn't have weapons, <laughs> you, you soon know what's going to happen, you know? And then you're in the that started with that Nimrod. Has... <laughs> He's just like, got some yeah, army basically. technology, some people like. <laughs> or weapons. Uh, he he got weapons, you know. Before people, who knows what what they were what they were. I mean, because we think hunters gatherers, we think they're like killing a whole cow every day. We didn't start consuming meat like this until like I don't know, thousand years ago. Like even the older generations didn't consume meat like that. So who says they even had weapons other than like a wooden spear? you know, or or a sling. But you give somebody a shield, a helmet, and a sword, who could take over a whole village? Yeah. You know? <laughs> because I, I've always thought, and, and I, I've been thinking this since a kid, what made man dig into earth to get a metal to then make a sword? You know, like, you had to know that that was in there and that could do that for you to have the motivation to go get that. Like all of our precious. Go ahead. Are you just talking about to to use the things in nature, like those particular metals or those? Yeah. Like I, I can understand fashioning a stone to put on a, a branch to make an arrow or a spear or something like that. I can understand that. But what made you find this mineral, melt it down, and then make a sword out of it? It's just like anything else, though. Just different things build off of each other, like how we think mm-hmm. of cell phones now and well, different things yeah. advanced to, to get us different tools and things, so. But still off the basis of that, what made the first person dig into the ground and get that mineral? 
Because it's not like we know that mineral is there unless somebody told us that mineral is there. And then some people say, well, you know, um, wherever there was, like, mountains or something, there could be exposed ore that they came upon, and then once they found it there, they realized they could go dig and find it in other places. I mean, you you could buy that one, but uh, all the stories tell us that somebody told them it was there. I mean, every every story outside of the Bible has either a god or an alien coming down and 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 saying this is what this is and that's what that is. Like uh, Mars, he was the god of war. Supposedly, he brought all war stuff to civilization. You know, just the whole thinking of it weapons, different types of weapons, things of that sort. Mm-hmm. Um, I I believe that more and more now um, just because, uh, like, when certain things just pop out of nowhere or, or when I look back in history and there's no full explanation of how something happened or a paper trail, that's when I start thinking stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, but the absence of evidence isn't necessarily determining that there's, like, something to say. Yeah, I hear you, but I feel like society or or this world made sure the Bible got this far. <laughs> I could feel if other information, things wanted us to know, it would have made it this far, um, you know. You know, we... we uh, even even the Sumerian tablets and stuff like that, they don't really necessarily have this type of information. Most of those tablets are like admin stuff. You know, he owed him this and he owned that and contracts and, you know, um, laws and, and things of that sort. But there's or none I've seen transcripts of uh, why they decided to start mining for gold. And, and and even just saying that right now, so the story with the Anunnaki or Anunnaki is they came here and they needed gold for their own, to rebuild their own atmosphere. Why is gold the most important mineral on earth here? Like what made gold important? Yeah, so it, that specific story, like the tablets and everything, it's a little bit hard to even verify the tablets, and I don't know well, if Sitchin's just, like, did some big elaborate scheme. It was the thing at the time. So it's hard for me to say that it wasn't, like, the story wasn't written after the fact, <laughs> like Joseph Smith or something. Like, it's hard to say that that's real history or that's what, just the tablets? Like a, a great freaking story that he came up with from those tablets. Because he, he, like, the, even, like, the language, he claimed, like, oh, yeah, certain yeah, things yeah. about being able to translate it, and it just, it's, um, it's hard to know if it's a thousand percent credible, but it's a fascinating story. Like, I can just say that for sure, like, <laughs> yeah, it definitely well, puts you... a lot of things together in a, in a kind of way, but it, it kind of fits nicely in our minds because of how we see things now, so I, it's hard to know, like, if it was real, like the actual information that was supposedly gotten from those tablets. Uh-huh. Um, um, yeah, no, I, I definitely understand what you're saying, stuff like that. 
Um, that's why when I when I research stuff, I always try to get multiple sources. Um, the only reason why I use I, I give that credibility is just because the Native Americans said the same thing in their stories. Um, the Buddhists have said the same thing in their stories. That's the only reason why I give it credence. <laughs> it's cause, yeah, my mom talks uh, about uh, the Hopi, the Hopi Indians right. too, like yeah. that whole. Right. <laughs> she keeps exactly. telling me to look for the hole in the earth. She's convinced it's somewhere by where I live. So if oh, I find so it, yeah. I'll make sure to. <laughs> so let you guys she's, know. She's she's a believer in the uh, hollow earth. I don't even know. She has so many different things running through her head, and it changes all the time. So I can't. <laughs> no, I, so, yeah, I, I it's open this. mind to the extreme for sure. But yeah, no, <laughs> I, I definitely read this stuff. Um, supposedly there's a, and the Hopi talked about this. They talk about the gods that came from the air or from the sky, and they never left. They just went into the earth, and they yeah. come out every now and then. Um, <laughs> um I don't I don't know if I believe in a hollow earth. A lot of people think um the holes in Antarctica. That's why we all can't go to Antarctica. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> Antarctica is off limits for everybody other than uh, the like Americans. That's like the whole Cthulhu and Necronomicon and all that portals and yeah. ancient right. beings and all that. Right. I I I <laughs> I mean but in that cuz it's a lot in that Thinking, um, you have to understand that the poles have changed four times, so that hole is going to keep moving uh, because the Earth supposedly is not the poles shift. Right. So like, you know, who who knows what was North Pole the last time? Um, so yeah, a lot a lot of people believe that the people running the Earth, the reptilians. That's a reptilian story that the reptilians live in um live in live in deep caves or live in the earth. I don't really subscribe to all all that you know <laughs> I just, that's true. I don't know why either, but I can't for whatever reason the other things at least have like a story that seems plausible, but for whatever reason, like the reptilian thing just I can't even get behind oh. Well, no, I, 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 I. Well, let me take that back. Uh, about them living, living in the center of the earth, I believe in the reptilians, if that's what you want to call them, over believing in the Anunnaki. Uh, oh, just, for real? Just be, okay, we're gonna yeah. have to talk about this sometime. Right, right. Well, well, and 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 this is this is where it starts. When you go in the Bible, um, so many things refer to reptilians, like the snake. You know. We got the word translated snake, but the snake is a reptile. The snake is talking. The snake is telling that woman, listen, I know because I know more than you know. You know what I'm saying? That This guy over here is not telling you all the truth. You know, isn't that the story of an advanced race coming to a non-advanced race and telling them stuff? So, you know, that stuff all matches up. And then, like, in the Bible, demons or, like, certain things, the shapeshifters, um, and then through time, dragons, you know, if, if you look into the tale of vampires, they could turn into 
They could shapeshift. So I do think there's a class running us that can shapeshift. I'm not going to lie. I do believe that. <laughs> just because the, the Bible talks about it, the Emerald Tablets of Thoth talk about it, um, you know, the the Sumerians talk about it. Like, too many older groups are talking about it to be like, oh, no, they're just making this up. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I guess, I guess, and I don't, I don't want to sound like the total crazy conspiracist because I keep saying this, but until no, like, it. until like a hundred years ago, we didn't know the true value of gold. And I don't know if you know that gold is the best conductor of energy on the earth. Right. Like for making computers or like advanced technology, gold is the best material. We just learned that like 100 years ago. They've been worshiping gold since the beginning of time. Like what made these – gold's not even the shiniest material to get. Gold's not even the strongest material. Well, now, I guess gold might have been the strongest you can make. Well, no, diamond. You know what I'm saying? Like why didn't they say, oh, diamonds are our currency because they're more rare than gold? I just – to me, that's very peculiar why gold has always been, to this day, gold is the most important thing on this earth. Like, why is that? Yeah, that's why it's easy to to draw those conclusions, because it has been such a... Uh, I mean, and I... Uh, sorry to cut you off. I didn't even think about that until I read this story, and then I really started thinking about it, like, oh, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It comes together like that, and then you're just like, "Damn, that just makes too much sense to ignore." But it's hard to just go off of a story for real life, you know. But but it does like a lot of those things just fit in like really well. So it's well, yeah. you want you want to you want to get some more conspiracy in this. So <laughs> they used to collect gold because that was what our currencies are based on. Our currencies are no longer based on gold. Where's all this gold gone? Like, they used to say it was stored in Fort Knox, and then they came out and said, no, we moved it. Where did you guys move all this gold to? Where did <laughs> all these countries move all this gold to? Like, we just attacked Iraq and took all their gold. Where'd that gold go? Nobody's <laughs> questioning where all this gold is going? They had a like video the- of, like, walking through the reserve or something like, it's still here, but it was like, <laughs> why are you showing this to us? <laughs> right. <laughs> we all know our economy is not even based off that stuff anymore. So I don't <laughs> People know. are trying it's, to get back to it. Definitely trying to yeah. get down with dollar, but I don't know what's going to replace it. Maybe Bitcoin? I don't know. <laughs> well, I didn't know Bitcoin was owned by J.P. Morgan. Is that what you were telling me that one Bitcoin day? Bitcoin is absolutely not owned by J.P. Oh. Morgan. No, he's freaking okay. out because he realizes there's not a centralized thing and it's a private key to where no one can go in and manipulate your money. It's just your money. So that's why he's throwing all the fits about Bitcoin because there isn't a way for him to control it. So he's on a big, big old campaign to shit on it and hate on it and a lot of people are trying to develop their own version to monopolize it but they realize it's the point of it is so that it can't be 
taken over or run yeah. centralized. So that's why it's making everyone shit their pants right now. Well, I, I think I think money's going away just because I got or my bank just told me about an app that now all major banks you can transfer money instantly, kinda of like PayPal and I guess Bitcoin. Oh man. Where it's like Wait a minute, guys. So it's going to be one big bank? Because <laughs> that's, that's what I translate that Terrifying. into. You, yeah. you tell me that they're all sharing information. They're all being able to – I don't know. I, I And I, I understand how uh, you get depressed about certain things. I just – me, I just – I don't want to say I laugh, but I just laugh and go, you know, it is what it is. What can one man do? Not to say I'm not <laughs> trying to make a difference, but. I did. I I know you don't have a lot of time, so maybe we can develop this for later, but I just wonder how much religion plays into the slave master narrative as well. Because it's one thing to to say an enemy and remove ourselves from any responsibility. And I, I just... The idea, for me, like a lot of the people that are just kind of following the leader are tend to be, this is not always the case, I don't want to just say everyone, but tend to be the people that have like that religious base of like slave master, don't ask any questions, like yeah, kind well, of a, a mentality. Lot of, I just wonder a lot of, how much you think that that plays into a lot. the way people... I think it's huge. I think I think um that's why I stopped going to church. I think religion was hijacked. <laughs> and they Yeah. So a lot of people feel the Bible has the books that it has. Because I don't know if you know this, but let's say the Bible's sixty six books, there's like a hundred and twenty books, really. They just said, no, these 66 are the only holy ones. We're not really using none of the other ones. And the ones they did use have a lot of slave mentality talk in it. And then, and, 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 and not that the Bible promotes slavery. It just has certain stories that people can then manipulate to push an agenda in slave masters. For example, you know, God's Jesus says, you know, if you're a slave, be a good slave. That's been used a lot just so people can control people. And it's like what God's actually telling you is, you know, if you're being controlled by somebody, you know, have peace of heart, love them back. You know what I'm saying? Which is the prop, which Christianity doesn't really teach. To me, that's what that story teaches. Even if someone doesn't like you or owns you, you still – God is telling you, you still need to love them because that's the best way out that situation or that's the best way through that situation. You know, I think I think people try to think of religion as a way to change situations, but I think religion is more like a counselor. They're, they're just helping you or it's just helping you through your situation, which is a humanly experience. That's true. So, yeah. I guess that's, it's just the idea yes. that it makes people more close to any other ideas. Like, I already have all the truth right here, so I don't need to go seek anything else. 
So it, right. it's that part, too, is like the mental, it's just, it doesn't allow you to to have critical thinking. It's telling you, this is the answer, this is the only answer that you need, so everything else is just noise. Yes. It's a little bit. And uh, that, that kind of goes back to the story of Babylon <laughs> and King, um, King Nimrod. Because what he did, and it's not, I mean, you would, you have to, like, think about the story. It's not, all this is not said in the story. And it's what religion does now. Religion, and he did it, it or Christianity, let me say that. It makes you go to that house and talk to somebody to hear God, which in the Bible, it doesn't say that anywhere. But that's, you know, you go to church to hear your pastor who's supposedly talking to God. That's what. Right. That's that's why they built that tower to the heavens, so then they could go up there and say, oh, we talked to God. You know, we're in the sky. God's up there. Everybody couldn't go up there. It wasn't a tourist attraction. They then came down and said, this is what God, this is what God said to do. You know, that, and that's where it comes from. That's why I don't go to church. Not because I don't believe in God, because I believe most churches are just a manipulation you know, why am I coming to you? You're a man just like I'm a man, you know? <laughs> you have Who a direct connection you? already. You don't need to go through Right. <laughs> I got a connection. I think churches are people to to commune, to, 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 to enjoy each other, but the Bible talks very – the Bible talks against religion. It tells you not to do anything religiously, which is religion. So all of it is just fake. You know, they all, they want you to, they, 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 you know, and, and this guy said it, I, uh, the Bible is probably the biggest, is probably, is probably the most intriguing book because it has enslaved the most people and it has freed the most people. It all depends on how you read and look at the book because there's so much material in there and there's so many, people say conflicting, but it, it, it's just different right, interpretations or, or how you choose to see it because one thing can mean ten things. Just because you picked up one doesn't mean it can't mean just like the slave master thing. You can hear that and say, oh, God is saying it's okay to be a slave master. He never said that. There's nowhere you can get in the Bible to say he said, oh, you can own slaves. No, they just take certain stories and say, look, God blessed this and they had slaves so we can have slaves. That's why a lot of people are against the Bible and say that the Bible is for slave masters because the Bible has been manipulated for slave master reasons, if, if that can oh, yeah, bring that's, any... Oh, yeah, that's very clear. Even today is very, very clear. Right. I mean, for the simple fact, <laughs> I tell people this all the time. In the Bible, it never tells you to give offerings or tithes. Like, later on... A guy says it, but Jesus never says it, and God never says it, you know, because the Bible will tell you if Jesus is talking, if God's talking, or if another man's talking. Man said to pay offerings. Why am I paying something? Well, when Jesus died, we didn't have to pay any more offerings. So why am I paying a church all this money to do what? You know, there's just so many holes in church that, you know, I don't go because I don't want to. I don't want to be Jesus in there turning tables and yelling at people because they're just doing a bunch of foolery, just manipulation. 
greed, you know. Yeah. But we can definitely dive into it to it deeper. But there's um, I I because I like history and because I was raised in the church, I study a lot of that type of stuff. Like because I yeah I need to get to the bottom of it. I feel that way too. That so that's maybe we can leave on that. I do have to run in a minute here to take my kids to school, but there's a there's an idea of it's it's called like transference basically, and it it has to do with original sin type of mentality that we're born with the lack, and then also mm-hmm. trying to shove everything that we can in that hole, whether it's religion or you know with greed or other things. And so part of the Christian atheism type of thinking is that anything that says it's the answer or it's going to bring you peace and love and hope is the devil, basically. So that we can talk about that more. But it's just that feeling of anxiety between where you are and and getting the answer, getting the thing that you need to make you whole and complete instead of just feeling that already. It's like it's that spot of anxiety that that does drive a lot of people to look for. Yes. Um, to what you're, yeah. uh, oh, I, I, I thought you were, you were stopping. I didn't mean to cut you off uh, on your final thought. But, yeah, we, we, we can get to that um, on, a, on another episode. But I, I would say, I would agree with you, yes, uh, the devil's number one trick is to uh, make you feel anxious. Then you don't know what to do. So on that note, don't be anxious. God loves you. Do good. (laughs) Keep it classy, San Diego.